Well, hey friends, I, I sure hope you had an incredible Christmas. And I wanna welcome you to our first ever living room liturgy. And whether you're gathering at homes with your friends or family, or maybe you're in a coffee shop or you're in a hotel room as you're traveling or wherever this finds you, I want you to know that we're excited to worship with you and to celebrate together this morning. Our, our hope this morning is to spend some time singing songs to and about our great King and to spend some time reflecting on all that God has done in this past year and to ready our hearts for what he might wanna do in our hearts and in our homes and in our church and in the year to come. You know, someone asked me recently, well, why aren't we having church on December 29th? And that was a really good question. And, and let me just say the answer that I've been telling people. We're not canceling church. Obviously right now we're having church. Uh, we're just having it in a little bit different of a way. If you go back to Acts chapter two, we could see that the early church met in the temple courts, but they also gathered in homes and they broke bread together. And one thing you might not know is that churches around the world where they can't meet in large groups like what we do every single week, they meet in homes. In fact, some of the fastest growing churches in the world are underground churches that meet in homes. And so as you can see, it's not a brand new concept. And it's not something we're gonna do all the time, but I wanna explain the why behind the what for us as we start today. As you might know, it takes a lot of volunteers to, to have weekend gatherings like we do every single week. From kids ministry, to student ministry, to welcome teams, to the band and production, and all of those things, lots of people work together so that we can have worship gatherings every single week. What you might not know is that many of our volunteers serve two or three times a month, and, and some serve almost every single week. In addition, our staff, I'm so grateful for our staff, aren't you? They work really hard in the month of December preparing for Christmas and, and serving in our outreaches and they're organizing all the stuff we're gonna do in January for our launching of our ministries. And all of that's on top of the work that they do every single week for our regular gatherings. And so we thought, what if we gave all of our amazing volunteers and our staff one Sunday off as a way to spend time with their families, to honor them for their hard work throughout the year, and really to truly live out our values of wholeness and family by promoting rest and spending time with family and friends. We're, we're still doing church, see, but just in a more intimate way. And so Aaron and I, we've been working hard to create a, a way that we could still have a gathering, but to bring the gathering to you instead of asking you to come to us. And our prayer is that today would be some kind of special church service, one where we'll worship together, we'll sing, we'll sing songs, we'll, we'll talk about God's faithfulness, we'll pray for God's work in you and your family, and our church, and your friends, and those we have relationship with. So we're gonna sing some songs, and I wanna encourage you to sing along, to clap and get after it, just like you would do if you're one of our large church gatherings. And I'm gonna come back here in just a bit uh, with a short message. We're gonna sing some more. And then at the very end, we're gonna have some discussions for us to chew on. Now, if you're watching this alone, uh, grab a friend or a family member and, and talk about that uh, over coffee. If you're watching this with a group of people, at the very end, we're gonna have the questions on the screen. You can pause the video and you can look at those questions and discuss those in real time. So there you go. Welcome to Living Room Liturgy. Let's sing. Psalm 3, verse 3 says, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. And I love this song because it really reflects that imagery. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close. With your love, you surround me. 
give me hope. Yeah, yeah. You're taking me deeper. You're making me whole. With your grace, you've redeemed me. You restore my soul. Now I'm made new because of you. You hold my head up. You remind me who I am. You hold. My head on, I'm alive in you again. I'm made new, oh, I'm made new, oh, oh. you're making me stronger. You're in my heart with your hands, you Send me apart now. I'm made new because of you. Yeah, you hold my head up, you remind me who I am. You hold my head up, I'm alive in you again. I'm made. something we want more of, especially in this new year, to, to experience the newness. It's a present reality, but Lord, we want to see it come to fruition more and more. I'm made new, oh, make us new, oh, make us new. On Mary's lap is sleeping 
whom angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. While lies he in such mean estate, where ox and lamb are feeding, good Christian fear for sinners here, the silent world is preaching. Is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing? Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come, peasant king, to own him. The King of kings, salvation brings that loving hearts enthrone Him. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring Him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. I don't know about you, but to me, it seems like this year, well, it seems like it's just flown by. And then the year flies by every year for me. And then in, in the December, for most of us, it's a busy month. I mean, we have parties and shopping and traveling and Christmas gatherings and eating. It's a busy month. And by the time Christmas rolls around, I'm kind of ready for some downtime. How about you? I love spending time with my wife and kiddos and watching movies together. Uh, Back to the Future and Indiana Jones trilogies, those are some of my favorite. But one thing I try to do at the end of every year is to carve out a day or so to just reflect on the year behind me and to set my intention on the year in front of me. You know, I learned this from my friend Scott several years ago. He, he would gather up all of his journals and he would take his calendar um, from the year and he would look at those. He would review at them and he'd take notes and he'd, he'd look at the highs and the lows. He'd look at the places God showed up the most and he'd spend some time giving thanks. And then he'd think about the year that was to come and he would set his intention on how he wanted to spend his time in the new year. 
what he wanted to, his attitude to be, how he wanted to uh, make room for Jesus to interrupt it all. And so I, I started doing that as well a few years ago. And it's really interesting to, to look at your calendar, to see where you spent time over a year. And, and it's really interesting to see who you spent your time with. It's really interesting to see where you spent your money. It's, it's really interesting to pause and to observe how God showed up in some powerful ways over the course of a year. You know, those things are powerful reminders that time, it just keeps ticking on and that we actually have much to be thankful for. And we actually have much that we can control if we actually set our intentions correctly and if we think about it in that way. And sometimes I, I look at all the key moments from a year and, and I really realize that it was a tough year. For me, that was 2003. It was a really tough year. Our family went through heartbreak and uh, job loss, uh, relocation, lots of financial struggle and more. Man, it was that hard. But, but God was in the middle of it all and for that I, I'm really grateful. 2017, that was a crazy year. God took us from a season of uncertainty about the future and he brought us to Colorado to a church we love and a people we love and a climate and a terrain we love and a sense of purpose. And man, that was a wild year. But 2019. How's that been for you? For you kiddos, maybe you think about how school was or how your friends are or things like that. For you little, little ones, maybe you think about fun times with mom or dad or maybe your grandparents. And for us grown-ups, maybe you think about your relationships and your job and your home or your vacation or the fact that you didn't even get one. Take just a moment and think about what 2019 was like for you. You know, we find ourselves in the last Sunday of the year. And I think that's an excellent time to pause and ask ourselves, what was this year like for me? Or for my family or, or even for my church? You know, maybe some of it was good. Maybe some of it was hard. Maybe you felt God show up in a really tangible way. Maybe you struggled to notice God at all. I'm gonna give us some time today to reflect on that in just a little bit. It's also good then to take some time and to dream and to pray about what God might want to do in the new year. I love the book of Joshua. In Joshua, we see a ton of amazing things God did and through the Israelites. And in chapter three, Joshua and the Israelites are instructed to cross the Jordan River. And during a flood stage, so lots of water outside of the banks, totally dangerous and, and definitely not an ideal time for moving a ton of people across it. But God showed up and did some amazing things. See, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant into the center of the river, and, and when they did, the water stopped, similar to the crossing of the Red Sea, and the people were able to cross on dry ground. Can you even imagine that? If like I got up one Sunday and said, hey, everybody, let's go cross the South Platte River, and then that happened, that would be mind-blowing. And so after the nation crossed the river, we see in Joshua chapter 4 that, that the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down uh, where you stay tonight. That's Joshua 4 verses 2 and 3. And so Joshua, he does that. And, and he's told that those stones, those stones are really to be a, a sign to make sure that they remember all that God had done. And really also as an object lesson for future generations. And so when kids looked over and they said, well, what's that pile of stones for? The people could tell them of the wonder of God and all that he had done. You know, some of us have traditions of pausing at Thanksgiving and, and to go around the table uh, to say what we're thankful for. How many of you do that in your family? Just, just go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, come on. No, seriously, I can see you. Raise your, I, I can't see you. But why do we do that, seriously? 
because there's something powerful about the practice of gratitude, especially when it's done in community. And there's something powerful about, about pausing to be reminded that God is with us and moving in all of our circumstances. And we can actually look through the scriptures and see that, that there's filled with passages about looking back at what God has done, and celebrating his power and his presence and his provision and a thousand other things. And it's so important to look back before we pause to look ahead. I also think it's really honest to, to be honest as we look back. It's, it's not all fairy dust and unicorns, it's not just looking at the high points. So I'd encourage you to ask, what were some of God's blessings this year? What hit me hard this year? Where did God move in the midst of those things? What have I learned from this year? So before you plow into the next year, I encourage you to spend some time really reflecting on the year behind you. Take just a moment and reflect on those things. Okay, so we'll spend some time at the end of our gathering today. We're gonna to chew on those things and, and I'm gonna invite us to talk with our friends and family or if you're alone to reflect on those things yourself. And I'm going to give us some questions for us to chew on when we're done. So the scriptures, they're filled with passages looking back on all that God has done. But thankfully, seasons come and go, don't they? You know, a few days ago, the season changed from fall to winter. And for some, winter is their favorite season. Skiing and food and eggnog and fires and family. And for others, you can't wait for spring to come, for the snow to melt and for everything around us to turn green again. And for others, you're excited about summer. When things slow down, you, you get out in creation and maybe you go water skiing and hiking and you have time with friends and family. And there's a time to look back. But I think seasons are a reminder that God is constantly pulling things forward as well. You know, a lot of people, they set their New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year. That's like saying, I plan to do this thing and that and the other. But let's be honest, most of us don't keep those resolutions. But thankfully, God is always up to something new. And just think about it, 2020, such an interesting year. It just sounds cool, 2020. But what if God did something big in your life this year? You see, some of us get so stuck looking backwards to the good old days or wallowing in how bad it was that we miss that God is up to something new and good in our midst. I want you to listen to these words from Isaiah chapter 43. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God continues to do a new thing. Maybe you're retired and you're bored out of your mind. You know, what if 2020 is the year God stirs something in you that's new? Maybe you're in high school and you're just going through the motions. What if God does a new thing in your life in 2020? What if you've been through the fire in 2019? What if 2020 is when God brings things, new things into your life? You know, no matter what kind of year it was looking back in 2019, I'm confident that Jesus continues to build his kingdom. And I'm confident that he's with you and I and that he has good things in store for the new year. Now, I'm not saying there won't be hard things, but there always are things that I'm confident God will always be with us in all things. And so I wanna ask you, what do you want God to do in your life in 2020? What's your posture toward God going to be? Toward yourself or toward your family, toward your friends, toward your peers? Just think about that for a moment. What if you were to set your intentions toward really living in his way with his heart and seeing what he'll do in the midst of your life in 2020? 
At our staff retreat a couple of months ago, we paused and we looked back at all that God had done in our midst. And we did some work prepping for the future, but we ended the retreat praying some really big prayers. Not, Jesus, would you add 20 people to our church this year? That'd be great. But no, no, we, we prayed exponentially, over the top, big prayers. Like, Jesus, would you, through the ministry of South Fellowship Church, cut the divorce rate in South Denver? Or, or Jesus, would some of the students who maybe are resistant to faith in our city, would they end up becoming leaders in our very own youth group? Or would that person who's homeless and addicted to drugs get clean and, and eventually lead a Bible study at South? Big, bold prayers. And it really was an amazing exercise that, that pushed us to really dream of what God might do. And so for all of us, I want to invite us to look back honestly, to look ahead and courageously and boldly ask. I'm going to be back in a few minutes with some questions that you can reflect on either alone or in a group. But first, would you sit with the reminder that the God of all creation loves you and desires good things for you and that he's moved in your life and then he'll move in your life again. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the battle's won For you never failed me yet Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You never fail me yet I know the night won't last your world will come to pass My heart will sing your praise again Jesus, you're still enough Keep me within your love My heart will sing Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. Still in your hands This is my confidence 
on some questions to help us honestly take a look at 2019 and to prepare for 2020. But first I want to give you an opportunity to do what we do every week and that is practicing generosity with what we call giving back to God. It's kind of a way of acknowledging that everything that we have belongs to God and returning a portion of it back to Him. Here's the thing though, God doesn't need our money. You know that, right? He, he's not trying to figure out how is He going to pay His bills. No. See, God created everything and He doesn't need our money. But what he does want is our hearts. Sometimes the, the best way to express your trust in God uh, is to give. And we encourage giving at South, not because God needs it, but because uh, we personally need to give. And if you wanna to give today as a culmination of your time of worship, you can still do that. You can either go to the Give tab in our South Fellowship app, or you can go to southfellowship.org slash give. And, and I'll tell you, this is the last uh, weekend of the year. Uh, your giving helps us end the year strong so that we can enter 2020 really, really well. So I'm gonna invite you to do that. In a minute, I'm gonna put up a, a slide with questions for you to chew on. If you're by yourself, you can journal those or you can open your notes app on your phone or you can uh, get paper and work through those. If you're with family or friends, I'd really love it if you chew on these questions and then discuss them together. And I'm gonna say a prayer over us. And then I want you to reflect on these questions as we sing one more song. And then I'll put up a slide with re reflection questions and let's work through them. So Jesus, thank you for a powerful 2019. Thank you that you met us in the ups and the downs. 
things that you were never caught off guard by the things that happened in our church or in our lives, in our relationships, or in our homes. You're so aware of those things. Jesus, would you set our intention toward you? Would you help us, Holy Spirit, to long to walk in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus? And may 2020 be a year that brings you glory and honor. And we ask all those things in Jesus' name. And let's sing. Heard the bells on Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And wild and sweet their songs repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And the bells are ringing Peace on earth Choir singing peace on earth. In my heart I hear them peace on earth. Goodwill to men. And in despair I bow my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. Hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But the bells are ringing, peace on earth, like a choir singing, peace on earth. In my heart, I hear them. not dead, nor doth he sleep. Peace on earth, peace on earth. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then ringing, singing on this way. From night to day, a voice, a chime, a chance sublime, a peace on earth, goodwill to men. Oh, and the bells are ringing, peace on earth, like a choir singing, peace on earth. Heart, I hear peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, peace on earth. Do you hear them ringing? Peace on earth.
peace on earth, goodwill to man.